Welcome back to the Ways to Flourish podcast, where we discuss how to flourish through our challenges and elevate voices across William & Mary's campus. I'm Lindsay Heck. And I'm Jenny Hellman-Dollar. And today we're talking with T. Davis, the Assistant Director of Health Promotion. Welcome back, T. Hey. Glad that you're able to join us again. I think last time you were on was last fall, our season three. We talked a little bit about health coaching. There's a little bit of health coaching that's involved um, in the program we're going to talk about today, SOS, a relatively new happening on campus. Um, What is SOS? So it's an integrative approach to wellness. You know, we like to be integrative around William & Mary. Self-care over soothing is what SOS stands for. So basically, it offers students an opportunity um, who want to be healthier and not just temporarily feel better to do so. And so when we talk about soothing, that's any behavior that's motivated by the desire to temporarily feel better, but um, we're trying to move to where you're using self-care as a way to be healthier. And that can be around, you know, it's managing stress, coping with life issues, or decreasing or eliminating substance use. And see, the SOS model uses uh, the stages of change from the trans-theoretical model. Can you explain to us what that is? The trans-theoretical model is just one of the behavior change models in our field. But we use part of that and part motivational interviewing. So this is not us flying by the seat of our pants like this. This does have some uh, evidence-informed underpinning. Why is it important for us to focus on behavior change instead of short-term coping mechanisms? Well, short-term coping mechanisms usually lead to someone having, at some point there's a break. And so it might be that you wind up making a really poor choice or you wind up um, in a situation that you don't want to be in. But if we make habits and that are healthy, it's better off for prevention Instead of, like I said, making wait until something bad happens, it's like, oh, I wish I had. And you talk about SOS having three branches. What are those? And could you like break them down a little bit for us? The sections that you would see if you go to our website, once a student meets with one of the counselors after they complete an assessment, then those are options for the person. And the options, I should say, to be clear, Like the student doesn't just say, oh, I want to do one of these. Like there's a process after the assessment where the counselor will say, here's the option you have. So you might be an option in consciousness raising. You might get those options or you might get the options that are under self-directed behavior. So there's not like really like branches um, per se. So walk us through that assessment process. What is it? What information is gathered from that assessment that makes it most appropriate for an individual to be linked either to a consciousness raising option, a behavior development option, or focusing on the psychological wellness piece? First of all, this is said, this can, you can come through this program. It can be voluntarily, it can be recommended, or it can be required. And so that's one of the questions that we ask on the assessment. And then there's just questions about how you cope with stress, what are your stresses, and uh, uh, other questions around the eight dimensions and other things. And so when you're going through the conversation with the counselor, as you're having this counseling session, the one-on-one session, I don't want to call it a counseling session. It's really just an opportunity for the counselor to get to know you 
get to know, to see what you're looking for, even if it's required, like for for people that might be coming through CVRP, which is our conduct office, we are less focused on what you did to get there. And this is more individualized. So after you have this conversation, then the uh, counselor can decide like, so like I can't really like explain in detail how that would break down, but we look at the stages of change. You're not thinking about change or you you thinking about change. And so it's just a lot that goes into it. And a lot of that is based on the conversation you have, the one-on-one conversation with the counselor. And what kind of circumstances would constitute being required to go through this process or recommended even? Well, so like I said, required would be CVRP. So conduct say, hey, you did whatever that was against our policy. You need to sign up for SOS. Recommended, you might be an athlete. You like, because we've had people from the law school. I've had people that some someone sent someone to student health and they was like, hey, this person might be good for SOS. So it just, you could be, the goal is for everybody on campus. And, and I say everybody, even students, and administrators to be like, okay, I'm meeting with a student or I I have a friend and they seem to be struggling and they're not managing it in a healthy way. So let's help them with self-care because we use the term self-care and it's not always yoga. It's not always mindfulness. And it's this just another way to help people to find what self-care options work best for them. What I really like about this program is that it's not necessarily looking at the action and identifying a consequence. Like We know actions will have consequences, but I really appreciate how the SOS program is looking at the root of a problem. Um, I know I've, who hasn't, I've been involved in situations that were not my finest moments and it could have changed the whole course of, uh, you know, the next couple of steps in life, if someone had of really sat down and taken the time to have that conversation of outside of this action and this thing that had occurred, what are some underlying uh, things that might be happening, some external circumstances that might be influencing this behavior? And I feel like that's what SOS is really doing, stopping, looking at the individual uh, and really developing that skill set to make better choices in the future. Right. So we're looking at the big picture, not the symptom as to, okay, you were drinking in the residence hall. Or, okay, you were, you're showing poor uh, choices as an athlete or whatever it might be. Um, so let's talk about that. And it's less about the behavior itself and more about what is driving it. T, where did the uh, idea for SOS come from? Is this a a program that's happening or a model that's in place on other campuses? It is not. Dr. Kelly Crace and Dr. Daniel Gutierrez in the School of Ed, you know, Kelly Crace is health and wellness, but uh, they were talking about soothing and it was conversations early on when I got here years ago. So then a couple of years back, CVRP was like, they were looking for another option Uh, for students for consequences other than basics and they wanted something online. So I just started working and digging around and saying like, what do we have? What are we doing? And then it kind of just organically happened and I, Kelly, myself and Daniel started having conversations and molding it and making it to what it became this past year when we piloted it. 
Do you have a number for how many people that this program has helped so far? Yes, last year, the pilot, we had 93 people sign up, 90 completed it. And about 60 of those were required, but about 28, I'll say, somewhere, 62 and 28, I think was the breakdown, was like they came, either they were recommended or just came, they heard about it and came voluntarily. That's great. And in your pilot year, have you been able to collect any data on the effectiveness of this program? Well, I don't want to say we have baseline data. That's what we have. And we had good we had good feedback. Um, the, the, the poor feedback that we had because we did an uh, um, outgoing uh, survey assessment of like students experience. And the ones that didn't like it, they probably didn't want to be there. And it was probably required because they was like, this was a waste of time. So we understand we're going to have those students. But we also had students. They went through Kelly's uh, various clarification piece, and they were said that through the various clarification, I was able to gain a greater understanding of the values that are important to me and the various healthy and unhealthy ways in which I could express those values. And then another person talked about how they liked the yoga therapy was very common and allowed me to t- the time to reflect and be mindful. Um, a student that did six sessions, which is in my sixth uh, they said the counseling session helped me talk through and process my actions that led to conduct violation. Found it very helpful. They said some other stuff too, but I'm, I'm not going to read everything. So this is pretty much baseline data. Um, and then as we continue to move forward, I'll be able to look at, okay, so are students that required having similar experiences to those that are uh, recommended or come voluntarily? Um, our numbers going up and those kind of things. And I know it can be different for each person, but can you walk us through a couple scenarios of what a student's experience or an individual's experience would be like going through the SOS program? They're taking the assessment, they talk with the counselor, and then what are some of the options that they can um, experience after that? So um, you, you do the assessment online. I get it. I send it to my team. The team will contact the student. The student comes in. That's when they had a one-on-one. And so once they have the one-on-one with the counselor, one of the GAs that works in the school of ed counseling program, then it's like, okay, here are your options. And so maybe they said you can pick from the consciousness raising section. So they can pick from values clarification, MI3, which is motivational interviewing. It's kind of one-on-one counseling, basically. Or they could do the score program, which is um, – a short program that I do that is um, what a student looks at their strengths, their challenges, opportunities, risk, and envisage. And just they come up with a structured plan to evaluate themselves. And then at the end, they just make a plan or goal of their goals and objectives. So then the student picks that and then they, they are referred to me, Kelly, whoever the, the SOS care team member is. And then we get to work. And so yeah, you could do flourishing, coping. Like I said, somebody, they chose yoga, mindfulness, art therapy. There are quite a few options. Yeah, so then you talked about yoga therapy, art therapy, having an SOS coach. Like, what other kinds of professionals could you encounter during the program? Like, is it that you have a team, or do you have the SOS coach that walks you through other resources? No, once you choose a coach, like, once you decide which I'll say track. Which track you want to do after after they give you your options, 
then you work with that 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 um, SOS care team member. So if you decide I'm going to do health coaching, then you will work with me or Jenny Call or, or Martha or whoever. And then that's like after you have your sessions with us, at some point we'll be like, okay, you ready to move on? Or you can continue to work with uh, us on some programs, but sometimes it's just like, okay, this, this is an after this many, then it's time to transition. And here are some options if you want to continue this kind of work. And it seems like it's very reflective of our our service approach, making sure that we have services and programs that are available to meet students wherever they are on that continuum of wellness, identifying the values, assessing where they are, and then moving into the active practice, some of the preventative um, and corrective practices, and being exposed to all of our our wellness resources. Right. So some of the, um, and we've been, we had a conversation, so we're encouraging the self-care Members, like after they're complete, say they require and they're complete, like they've met the threshold for being complete, then they'll walk with them and like, okay, we do have a wellness app. These are some things that you can do on your own. There's plenty of opportunity because there are more opportunities than this in the self-care program that you can do stress, you know, manage stress and self-care on campus. Like we don't even get into any of the trips and stuff that you have in campus rec or any of those items. So there's opportunities. Uh, this is just one way and an introduction to for those who might be struggling. And we talked about required participation, recommended participation. Um, if someone was independently pursuing this, is, is there a type of student or person who would be a good candidate to move forward? Or is this truly for everyone? It's for everyone. I would say, like, if you want to just test something out, I wouldn't go through the process of doing an assessment and come and meeting with, like, again, I would say, sign, like, look it out or, or download, I'm plugging the wellness app, <laughs> download the wellness app and just kind of like, oh, I'm going to try Body Pump, I'm going to try Mindfulness, I'm going to try, because if, even if you come to the wellness center, you see the QR codes on our monitors, like things that you can sign up for. So if you just want to test something out, I would go that route. But if you know that like you've been trying and you understand, like I've been managing, I had a breakup and I have just not been able to deal with it well. And I first I started drinking or whatever it was, but I see this is going nowhere and it's only making my life worse. Well, let me try something else that might be SOS. Um, and it doesn't have to be alcohol related, but or you just stressed out because while it seems like we're out of the pandemic, like. I guess at some point we're in the endemic, but this virus is still here. So there's still people managing their emotions around that and being, you know, with others or the absence of being with others or whatever is happening in your situation. And so how can you self-care? Or you just stressed out because of college and the vicissitudes of life. They just got you down. This might be an option. But again, if you just know you want to test out something like, oh, I just want to try. Like this is this is not the program to just be like, oh, I just want to give something a try. You can just go to the wellness app. There are plenty of classes that you can take. Aren't most of our stuff is free? Yeah, most of the stuff is. Um, we are very fortunate to have been able to remove that barrier to access to all the fitness and wellness classes. I, I know some of the outdoor recreation trips, um, when they're traveling off campus, there are minimal fees associated with that. Some of our, our service providers like massage therapy, Reiki yoga therapy, um, their charges for that. But compared to the real world, if you will, uh, 
they're rather small. Yes. So, yes, if you're just curious and want to try something out, that would be the route just to try it out. Um, but if you're just struggling and you know you need some help because you have tried to do something and it's not working, this is the program to give a try. Absolutely. And I love the idea of that approach, just so integrative and being able to work with various people and like just find out what really works for you. Because I think I find a lot that people get discouraged with wellness practices because they try something that just doesn't mesh well with them. Like, you know, as you said, like yoga doesn't work for everyone. And so the idea that people are able to find something that like meets them where they are and actually is effective for them. I think that's really great. And so if someone is is concerned and in a place where they want that extra help, how do they sign up? Just go to sos.wm.edu and just once you take the assessment, the ball will get rolling. Somebody will contact you. And then, like I said, you'll meet and everything will start moving forward. It's not hard. It's not scary. My, my GAs are nice. Our, our self-care team, they love the students, love working with the students. So, yeah, give it a try. Well, this is great work, T. I think it's a lovely addition to our community and being able to provide a way, an avenue for students to collaborate with a group of professionals and get a little additional guidance when needed. Um, So wonderful work that you're doing out there. Thank you. And thank you so much for joining us today, T. Thank you for the opportunity. I hope people listen and tell a friend. And thank you to our sponsor, United Healthcare, for support of this podcast. Ways to Flourish is produced by Lindsay Heck, Calder Sprinkle, and myself, Jenny Hallman-Dollar.